What's up? What's up? Top Rope Nation, episode 244 of the podcast. It is time for the WrestleMania 38 preview show. Always a fun show. No matter what is going on in the world of WWE, it's WrestleMania time. You got to be a little bit excited, at least. Maybe a lot, maybe a little. I don't know. I'll throw it around the horn here in a second. We'll get everyone's take on their excitement level for the 38th edition of Vince McMahon's Super Bowl of professional wrestling. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we've been doing these preview shows for WrestleMania. It's hard to believe this is the sixth time we have done this, going back to WrestleMania 33 in 2017. And uh, sometimes they've, they've gotten a little crazy. You know, the drinks were going down very well, and by the end of the broadcast, it was uh, a little questionable. A little tipsy. Kyle Ross, how are you feeling tonight? Of course, you throw it to me <laughs> on, on that note. <laughs> Uh, I'm doing good, despite a low excitement level for WrestleMania 38, the alleged most stupendous two-night event in history. I am ready for the most stupendous podcast in history tonight. (laughs) The most stupendous podcast. I love that. Who the hell thinks of that term? You know what we should call this event? Stupendous. It's stupendous, pal! (laughs) Like, what freaking cartoon was Vince McMahon or one of his grandchildren watching that gave him that idea? Stupendous. That's something we could use, pal. Justin Joyner, are you feeling stupendous? Hey, time to kick ass and eat Cheetos, and I'm all out of Cheetos, so. (laughs) (laughs) Was your kid eating Cheetos at your podcast station earlier? No, that was me a minute ago. My tummy was feeling a little bubbly before we started, so I needed to lay down a base so I didn't have to, Mm. you know, during the pod, make an emergency run to the bathroom to, you know, take a WWE. You know, I'm... (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I'm no dietician, Justin. I may have to check this out with our good friend Jesse Velasquez. I don't think Cheetos are a good thing for a bad stomach, though. I could be wrong. I disagree. Well, you know what? <laughs> We're going to find out during this podcast. <laughs> um, yes, yes, we are. It, this should be a fun one, guys. I'm, I am looking forward to this. We've got, of course, Kyle and Justin and myself. My name is Ryan Drosty, by the way. I, sometimes I forget to introduce myself if you're just checking out the pod for the first time. Welcome. I had no idea who you were. <laughs> sometimes people are just browsing through Podbean or apple or whatever and they listen who is this guy that welcomes us to the show i have no idea who he is he sounds okay but i don't know who he is uh, yes ryan drasty here with you tonight and we have a fourth guest on the line he has cashed in his benefit he is a main event level patron of the show got to thank him so much for his support he has been on a couple of times i think this is your third time on the show because you did the bret hart draft Last summer, Ryan, you, I think, did All Out post-show with us a couple of years ago. Maybe that was your first appearance. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Is there All Out or it might have been like Full Gear? It was it was something AEW related. Yeah, that's right. Well, Mr. Ryan Huffman, welcome back to Top Rope Nation. Sir, how are you doing? How's your week going? And uh, what's your excitement level for WrestleMania 38? Good. I, uh, I'm excited. Week of... Uh, WrestleMania always gets me ex- excited. I uh, actually, as I was telling you guys before this, I originally had a hotel booked to get to go to this about six months ago and uh, decided against it. Uh, still trying to figure out what stupendous actually means, but I remember uh, I did attend uh, WrestleMania back in Chicago where they used big time as the theme, and I was a little puzzled by that one. And, and that WrestleMania certainly delivered so i'm hopeful that this one will have some some joy anyway since the last couple have been uh 
not great. Hasn't WrestleMania 22 aged well? I mean, I got to say, at the time, we talked about this last year. We reviewed it for Top Rope Nation Classics, our Patreon bonus show. But at the time, you know, I attended it, too, and I thought it was okay, but it wasn't a particularly memorable WrestleMania. But now, everything we have seen since WrestleMania 22, you look back on it, and it's like, you know what? That was a pretty damn good WrestleMania. Right, Kyle? Yeah, I was counting there. I was like, especially when you're, you know, on a streak now where like the last six have been all yeah. below average to, you know, <laughs> all smelling of like been... the smelling like the inside of my rectum. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Jesus! You could have said, you know, Justin's Cheeto Bowl or something like that. We got to go rectums tonight, <laughs> Kyle. Christ! <laughs> no, it's true. And of course, ironically. The six that we've reviewed on this podcast, unfortunately, having been started in 2016. So it hasn't been great. It has not been great. Um, we killed WrestleMania. <laughs> Top Rope Nation killed WrestleMania. Yes. I My excitement level, you know, I guess the, the nostalgia of WrestleMania starts to hit a little bit. WrestleMania week. You know, I, last week I really wasn't very excited for it. But now as the week has got here, I'm trying to get excited. I am looking forward a little bit, you know, to seeing the set and everything and, and the pageantry of WrestleMania. But, the, I mean, the matches themselves, I don't know that there's anything I'm super looking forward to. But it is WrestleMania at the end of the day. And I hope it's a good show because we're going to be doing two post shows after WrestleMania. On Sunday morning, we're going to go live on our YouTube channel and we're going to review night one. And then on Monday morning, we're going to go live again and review night two. So we got a couple of big podcasts in front of us, guys, and uh, I I hope the show delivers. So, I mean, let me ask you this, Justin. Compared to last year, how are you feeling? Well, um, this is actually the least excited I've been for WrestleMania since I came back to watching in 2011. Because at least with WrestleMania 36, I had the interest of, well, how are they going to pull this off with the pandemic in front of nobody? And then at least last year was, you know, their first big time back in front of fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it had, you know, those two things going for it. Uh, this one, I'm just, you know, not really interested. I, I'm, we'll get into it. There's one thing I'm very interested in and then three others that are just kind of meh. One of those yeah. being kind of what you're talking about. It's pageantry is I'm always curious to see, you know, what they're going to do to, for the stage, WrestleMania stage. Mm-hmm. And of course, that excitement lasts 30 seconds and then the show starts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would say I was pretty excited for WrestleMania 30. Uh, th- all of them kind of had like at least one thing. You know, 31, I was looking forward to the first Roman Brock match, I would say. Uh, seeing Sting at WrestleMania 32, massive stadium. You know, it was AJ's first WrestleMania. Boy, they screw that one up but uh, i was looking forward to seeing aj styles or wrestlemania 33 kyle was there you know so i we had that going for us 34 i was looking forward to because we attended and it was the first time the top rope nation crew went um 35 for for kofi's moment you know 36 was really hard to look forward to because it was an empty arena and everything changed at the last second i can't say i was i was looking forward to that last year yeah getting some fans back that made it exciting for sure the weather delay kind of put a damper on that for a little bit but yeah this year what roman and brock you know yet again third time at wrestlemania will it be cool to see stone cold steve austin back i mean i suppose but 
I see Tim here is here in the chat. I would have rather seen him come back to do something with CM Punk, you know, versus this Kevin Owens thing years ago. And I know Tim agrees with that. So yeah, excitement level is pretty low, pretty low. Yeah. Justin took the words right out of my mouth with those comparing this to the last two years, you know, because at least there was like, while there was no personal level of interest, it's like, okay, the fan component of no one being there and then the return. Now it's just a normal dynamic with the live mm-hmm. crowd and you can stop me when this sounds familiar. Cause I think I've said it the last two years going in, I, I would probably have to go back to mania's 25 and 29, neither of which I watched live or maybe all the way back to mania 11 when I was ready to give up on watching wrestling at a time for an excitement level. That's as low as this year. I'm just going to say it. This is an ominous thing to say when you're about to review a podcast or review a show on a podcast, preview it. I'll, I'll get there. I'm not sure I would watch this show live if it wasn't for this podcast. Hey, dude, I'm in the same boat. I don't know if I would watch it if it wasn't for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, but- I would just to hang out with Ryan Huffman because Ryan Huffman is coming to Casa de Drosti on Saturday night. We're going to enjoy a few adult beverages, hopefully watch the show together. Should be a good time, at least hanging out with a buddy, but yeah, I, yeah, I agree. You know, doing the podcast keeps you engaged. Everyone that listens to this show knows we are a lot more engaged with AEW right now. Just a better product. But it's WrestleMania. We're going to talk about it. We're going to get to all of the matches and talk about SmackDown as well. So before we do, guys, uh, real quick, let's get this out of the way and talk about all the ways you can help the growth of Top Rope Nation. Now, uh, 2021 was a huge year for us. 2022 is starting off really good as well. So thank everyone for your support and subscribing wherever podcasts are found leave us those five star ratings leave us a written review you can get a free sticker in the mail all you got to do leave a written review on apple leave your twitter or instagram username so i can get a hold of you and get your address and i'll send you a free sticker for your trouble and of course the number one way to support top rope nation is to become a patron of the show just like mr ryan huffman you get bonus content behind the scenes access you can influence the direction of top rope nation classics uh every month we just put it out and as we record tonight it actually is the 35th anniversary of wrestlemania 3 last week we released our deep dive on wrestlemania 3 uh was two hours and 34 minutes i mean it's one of the best shows we've ever done uh, on wrestlemania 3 why that show remains legendary Lots of the behind-the-scenes stories going on at the time, including some surprising stories about Miss Aretha Franklin and her involvement at WrestleMania 3. Of course, we hit the legendary matches as well. Uh, Hogan Andre, Savage Steamboat, and everything on the undercard. We talked about the attendance controversy and all of that. And so if you want to hear it, sign up to become a patron of the show. The link is in the podcast description. Five bucks a month gets you access to over 70 bonus podcasts that we have done over the years exclusively for Patreon. You can hear the first 15 minutes of the WrestleMania 3 show on our main feed. I put it out last week as a teaser. Listen to that. If you like it, sign up. You can dive into the full archives. Try it out for a month. If you don't like it, cancel. No harm, no foul. We don't care. Just give it a try because I think over 90% of the people who have signed up for our Patreon page, remain members. They like the bonus content we do, and we'll have another Top Rope Nation Classics coming in April, voted on by the patrons. They determine which show we do. We have Top Rope Nation Extra bonus podcast dropping all the time as well. 
You can read all about it. Patreon.com slash Top Rope Nation. Kyle. And yeah, you talk about that we've got that 90% retention rate. The other 10% are buried under the Meadowlands. That's true. They they didn't find them uh, when they set up WrestleMania 29, but, you know, they might be there. We got Frank Pettiani on the case, our good friend. (laughs) Yes. All right. Let's talk about uh, Friday night. I mean, it's a huge weekend of professional wrestling shows. We've got Ring of Honor pay-per-view. We've got AEW Rampage. You got all the indie shows, of course. You got... Friday night SmackDown. You've got the NXT show on Saturday afternoon. Kyle, this this uh, Friday night SmackDown show, I know you wanted to hit on this a little bit. Uh, the talent, especially who have been relegated to SmackDown over the course of WrestleMania weekend. Your thoughts, sir? All right. Look, man, we don't need to go over this whole card for Friday night on SmackDown. But I would, and I know Justin is with me here. <laughs> I would like to openly mock a tweet that many have been mocking over the last 24 hours and really ever since it had been sent because you just knew it was going to be an own goal when you saw this tweet. So let me read it. I'm, and I will <laughs> protect the name to, or I won't say the name to protect the guilty, I suppose. But there was this tweet, and this was sent on March 4th, actually. So this tweet is, oof, it's about four weeks old. IWC, quote, they hate oh. Triple H guys. NXT guys, smaller guys that have no plans for them going into WrestleMania, WWE. And it's a picture side by side of Finn Balor and Rick O'Shea holding their respective brands, secondary titles. Um, Would someone like to tell me where Finn Balor and Rick O'Shea are competing on WrestleMania week? (laughs) Smackdown, (laughs) but it's WrestleMania Smackdown. So, and yes, Finn Balor, yes. by the way, is in the leftover battle royal. Not even defending. Yes. The U.S. title. The it Andre Battle a, Royal. It is a little shocking to me that we, we have a two-night WrestleMania, and they can't find a spot for him anywhere, <laughs> and especially with him holding a title. But it, it just goes to show they don't they give zero shits about these undercard titles. No, th- mm-hmm. That's a great point. Other than Roman and Brock... The least anticipated or matches are all the title match. Like I screwed that up, but like all the title matches besides Roman and Brock, those are the least anticipated matches of the card. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the two tag belts and whatnot. I mean, I guess the women's titles are, are people are in, but like I mean, think about it, man. These secondary titles mean nothing. Not the women's tags. And the, yeah, the women's tag team Jeez. titles. Yeah. yeah. And what? A, and one year later, what a rub Damian Priest got from tagging with Bad Bunny. He's in the <laughs> Battle Royal, too. <laughs> I, I had a buddy text me. He was watching last year's Royal Rumble with his son. And he's like, hey, man, I don't really know what's going on with this at all anymore. But he's like, I kind of like this Damian Priest. What's he up to now? I'm like, well, you know, it's kind of been a bit of a fall from grace. <laughs> he said, damn it. And then he's like, why do they like the old guys so much, WWE? He was like aghast that Edge won that Royal Rumble. Hmm. You know, and speaking of Ricochet, I, I think since he won the IC Championship, he's done just about everything but win. He, <laughs> and, and, then, and then he got squashed on Monday by Austin Theory under five minutes. I, I think he's done. I think he, 
Somebody said he did three jobs in under 11 minutes on the last two WWE TV shows. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Rick O'Shea. <laughs> Belts mean a push, man. What can you say? I have an or honest titles. question. Yeah. Yes. I, I have an honest question, as they all are here on Top Rope Nation. Do the rubes who tweet this nonsense, like what I just read, do they honestly still believe in the WWE, or are they just bad faith actors? I think they honestly believe in it. I think some of it's done for engagement. You know, they know that people are going to jump on it one way or the other. And if you get engagement, you know, people responding to your tweets, then your stuff ranks higher in people's timelines. I think that plays in. People are smart about social media. I think sometimes they put out stuff that they can't possibly believe, or you would hope they can't possibly believe. (laughs) Uh, I think people just like to be contrarian, too. I mean, in the Twitter sphere, at least... The Twitter sphere that I frequent, and I, I like to think I, I follow a smart group of people like you do, Kyle, and you, Justin, on, on Twitter.com. Huffman, you don't have Twitter. You need to get on there just to give us another follower. But that's a, that's a whole other point. Uh, I think I follow some, some pretty decent, smart people, and most of them seem to trash WWE over the last several months. So I feel like some people just like to be contrarian and be like, oh, it's not as bad as you say. You know, and and say stuff like that, but holy hell, did that one age poorly? That is I, for sure. I I think there is a pretty big demo of these uh, fans who grew up solely on this WWE product, and the second they think it's going in the right direction, and that they can slam, you know, any of the quote unquote haters, they're going to put up something like, "Hey, look at this, uh, Finn and Ricochet getting their big pushes." Shit, I haven't even gotten it out of my system. I was all excited for fucking Cesaro last year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bring How'd Huffman that push turn out? I want to bring Ryan Huffman in <laughs> on this question because we've talked about this on the show. I want to get your perspective because it seems as though, and I can't say that this didn't exist in the 90s during the Monday Night Wars because certainly people were, were loyal to the brands back then too. You did have your people that would only watch WWF and the people that would only watch WCW. You know, and I was always a WWF fan first, but I did watch both products. And when WCW was better, you know, I would admit it was better and I would be more excited to watch those shows. It feels like the difference now is it's gotten so toxic that like, especially the WWE side, they really dig in. Like it's been the only national game in town really for the last almost 20 years. And it feels like the defense mechanism for WWE among some people is very bizarre to me because it's almost like they have a loyalty to a corporation rather than just wanting <laughs> the product to get better, you know, like criticizes if it's bad. We want AEW to succeed because in the end, it's going to make them produce a better product. I mean, what do you feel about this, Huffman? Do you feel like a loyalty to a brand? You know, how do you see this today versus the 90s? I just think right now it's it's just a lot of people... I think they like to be controversial where it's like, oh, the the new cool things AEW where I'm not going to admit that it's better right now. I'm just going to be that guy who's going to stay loyal to what I've watched. And may, maybe that fear or threat of, hey, is WWE going to go away if the ratings uh, falls off a lot? I, I don't ever see a WWE go away, but every time you hear about maybe them being sold, you get a lot of people freak out about it. Um I, I I was a WWE guy 
through and through uh, pretty pretty much all the 90s. And when Brett switched, I watched a lot more WCW probably. And, and I can tell you guys, like, I've watched probably as much WWE as AEW since, like, the Rumble, which has been very painful because it's... it's <laughs> this is why we had you on the show. It's not good, but, <laughs> but uh, I, I always just say I give it the benefit of the doubt because it's like, well, it's WrestleMania season. They'll find a way, but I every time I watch Raw, SmackDown, and I've seen these arenas, which you know you, you eye test and it looks fairly fairly full, and and people look excited to be there. And I mean, I love wrestling, but I'm like I'm like I don't know who these these people are that are are going to <laughs> it and filling it up like this much. Like, and I love it. Like I, I love it, but um, but yeah, I don't know. I just think it's a lot of those people that are just incredibly probably more loyal than i am to it at the moment but i feel like some of that's cooped up energy you know from from being locked up during the pandemic and everything you know oh we lost our there's kyle sorry our video stream got messed up a little bit there uh anyways what i was saying is people you know locked up not being able to really go out to events during the pandemic wwe comes back to town for the first time they want to go um you couldn't pay me enough money to go to a raw right now but I would consider going to a house show just because house shows are always fun. And, you know, it's it's a little bit cheaper. I actually might take my daughter to a house show in a couple of months. But Raw, I would have no interest. But I, I can understand why people who maybe haven't gone to an event in a couple of years, you know, want to go do that. So, uh, you know, once they start making their second and third passes back through some of these towns, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I know they've been to Chicago a couple of times, you know, since things opened back up. It's a massive city, though, too. Once they start hitting some of those mid-level markets for a second and third time, then it'll be really interesting to see what happens to their attendance. So, uh, yeah, I guess before we dive into the matches, we talk about the build to the show. Because as I look at the build to WrestleMania this year, it has definitely felt uninspired to me. You know, like, there were some of the matches were predictable, I think, you know, in the months in advance of course roman and brock everybody was talking about it but like i don't know it just feels so thrown together the television hasn't felt musty at all yeah i've been tuning in or here and there or at least catching the highlights to keep up with what is going on but it doesn't have that musty feel that the television always had certainly not on the go home week i mean I, I feel like the people that have been tuning in and justin you mentioned this on the podcast recently it was because of the fact that you thought maybe Cody Rhodes was going to show up and that had you tuning in, but it was nothing really of the, of the WWE product that drew you in. And, and, and bless their hearts because <laughs> Seth Rollins had that meeting. Uh, mm. What was it? Monday morning. And <laughs> it, it, it was announced. He would find out who his opponent would be when they make their entrance at WrestleMania. That meant I didn't have to watch raw. Yes, exactly. And that was so bizarre because everyone was talking about last Raw, is he going to be there? And they ruined all the suspense. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, like, I'd been why? tuning in here and there to see if I could catch that uh, Cody surprise. Well, well, you know, to the people who still tuned in last night, to their defense, Vince mumbles so much, but maybe you couldn't make out oh. what he said. Oh, man. <laughs> Boy. I don't really want to comment on the guy's appearance and he, he's getting up there in age. I don't know if he's had some plastic surgery, but ooh, oh boy. Get those feet off my desk, Seth. Almost unrecognizable. It's, it's, uh, he's still got the T-Rex skull on the uh, on the wall, though, so he could recognize that. Ryan Huffman, what have you thought of the build to WrestleMania? 
Um, I mean, you've had your you've had your marquee, your title, main title matches set up. I think six months ago, everybody could have predicted it was going to be Brock versus Roman for the third time. Um, you knew somewhere it'd be Rousey, or maybe maybe not Ronda, but you knew Charlotte Flair would be in the mix there. I I miss the days of having those longer builds, but I think that's just a product of WWE right now. It's like when you have a pay per view every every month like that's the one thing i really appreciate about watching aew is you know they only have four pay-per-views a year Mm -hmm. so it makes like the matches mean something and for you have a wrestlemania coming up where it used to be the culmination of a lot of feuds that have been really really long you've had a lot of things just you know thrown together now are there some of these matches i'm excited about i i actually am but some of those are matches that were really just like Oh, he needs an opponent. Well, I'll 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 face him. Okay, like you know, I miss the days of uh, WrestleMania 21 where Kurt Angle throws Shawn Michaels out of the out of the Rumble, and you get a build from that. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I always think I work with kids all the time. It's like you just need to try harder. Like WWE's writing team just needs to try harder. You know. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Do we have John Cena to blame for this new lackadaisical storytelling where I can't get my WrestleMania match uh, when he used that going into 34? Hmm. Has it happened before that where it was just... Did did he use it for Rusev too, like to get the rematch? I like thought about that actually when I... Because I wrote up WrestleMania 30. I think he might have, but you're right. He was the one who did it. And... It's kind of a mark in his favor that he could pull it off. Mm-hmm. But it is so stupid. Like, the idea that a top star wouldn't be on the card. Like, who's the matchmaker of this promotion? And then right. Vince just basically shit on the whole idea on that second. He's like, why did you just ask me? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you idiots. Thanks for tuning into Raw all these weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. meant nothing. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, my interest, you know, as far as the build... Ryan, it's not fucking good. <laughs> not fucking good. And, you know, in the old days, even if the matches didn't have a long-term angle or feud behind it, there was a sense of trajectory, right? The winners were moving up the card. Losers at Mania would be shunted down the card. And you could trace back. And, you know, when you go back and watch the stuff, you're like, oh, okay, that made sense. There's long-term direction. Here, it's just a bunch of people that are going to stay at the same level as they were at coming in. And Huffman made a good point, too, that it's sort of like, okay, you had your three big title matches, the two women's matches, and Brock and Roman. And then everyone else, it's like, okay, we want them on the card. Let's invent a way to get them on the card. And, oh, God, it's February. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it felt like. Like one other point I have too is like six of these matches have a person involved that wasn't even on the roster three months ago. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't really know how you're able to even get a long term build when six of them are, are really just popping up out of nowhere, you know? Mm-hmm. I suppose we should dive in to uh night one otherwise we're gonna be here at six o'clock in the morning when uh Ryan you gotta go work with those kiddos, so <laughs> Let's 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 get going here. Uh, WrestleMania night one. By the way, 
not to draw this out too much, what do you guys think of the two-night format? Because it seems like it may be here to stay. They're doing it again. Ryan, what do you think? Uh, I, I personally, that was the game changer for me going going to Dallas. When I heard it was going to be two nights, I was just, you know, I'm not going to stay downtown, spend the half hour driving out to the stadium to wait in a line. Um, I get their strategy. Um, they're probably not going to be the sellout. Uh, I read an article. They're probably looking at maybe 65, 75,000 people there a night. You do the math there. That's way more than the 105 that they had, which I don't think if they do one night, I'm not sure they sell it out this year just with the product, but you know, they're still going to put a lot of butts in the seats and make a lot of money. But I don't know. Um, I, I personally, I don't like the two nights, but I think it's probably here to stay. What about you, Justin? Yeah. I mean, I, I would be willing to bet we're all in agreement in the ideal world. We'd be looking at a three hour show one night, maybe another hour of pre-show. Mm-hmm. But I think in reality, when you're looking at it, I think this is the lesser of two evils. Uh, I would prefer, to, you know, two, three hour shows rather than one seven hour show or whatever the hell we've gotten in the past. And I was that sadistic podcast producer that was like, guys, we got to go live right after the seven hour show. Stay up with me. <laughs> oh, God. Justin's like, I was, Justin's like I was pouring so the scotch. Dead. He's ready to yeah. go. And, yeah. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. I was dead. I was 35. Uh, how long are these shows going to be this weekend? They're not going to be just three hours, are they? That'd be awesome if they were. Three and a half, maybe? I think, yeah, I think last year's they were three, three and a half. Yeah. Okay, well, let's say one six, seven hour show's no good. I don't think two nights, four hours each is any good. And the real problem is, okay, it's really no good when the shows are no good. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I can watch eight hours of good wrestling, but... I'm not convinced we're getting yeah. eight hours of good wrestling on what April 2nd and 3rd of 2022. We're looking at here. Yeah. When I so, was in uh, Dallas, I went to Dallas uh, for mania 32. I want to say that got over being Midwest time. I think it was about 11, 11 30. So I I'm betting it'll be seven to 11 this year each night. I don't remember for sure, but I feel like we were sitting in the Superdome at midnight. <laughs> I mean, that night felt I like mean, it. 34 went real late. That was a long night. Uh, now, night one has had a lot of talk over the last 24 hours because Dave Meltzer reported that uh, the main event of night one would be the Kevin Owens segment with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then today, as we record, it's it's Tuesday. Uh, Ronda Rousey was on the Ellen show and Ronda Rousey said that she was going to be in the main event. And I think not, I don't know how much it really matters, but, but the thing is, you know, people assumed that a women's match would probably be in the main event. Cause last year they did a women's match one night and men's match the other night and flair and Rousey with Rousey coming back. You know, I guess that makes sense. And personally, if I was going to put a women's match, I don't know. Bianca got screwed so bad. <laughs> so I know she got the main event slot, you know, last year, but she got screwed so bad at SummerSlam. You think she has to go over here against Becky? Um, you, you know, I guess it, it works either way. But you know, it might be Kevin Owens, or maybe it's semantics here, and maybe Charlotte and Rousey is the last actual match since the Kevin Owens Austin thing is the KO show technically, and then they go out last. Who knows? Uh, we don't really know. I, I did see, I think Meltzer said too, that Becky and Bianca was going to be the first match on the show. Uh, so I guess we can start there. 
And, you know, as we look at these 14, 15 matches, whatever it is, we're not going to deep dive, guys, on every single match. If you want that, it ain't happening here because some of these will make our predictions probably and move on. We're not going to have 10, 15 minute discussions on every match. Uh, but this one, you know, w- what I just said, Becky went over. She came back at SummerSlam. You know, we've been wanting to see Bianca, I guess, get that one-on-one match and, and get her win back. But they really did her dirty last summer. How do we see this playing out? And and thoughts on the build, Kyle Ross? For the record, I think Bianca should win. But I am less confident in a title switch with this taking place the same night as Ronda and Charlotte. And what about the old go-home angle jinx? From the days of yore. Remember that old thing? You know, oh, whoever was standing tall on the go-home episode was going to lose the pay-per-view. And then on Monday, uh, they had Bianca cut Becky's hair. I saw some people talking about that. Yeah. Like I said, Bianca should win. But I can see them talking themselves into a... uh, Holding that off until WrestleMania backlash or something. Because maybe they don't have a you know, the next program ready for Bianca. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about that is I feel that they could do that and not lose the crowd. If you had a, like an incredibly over baby face and if they put that out there first and they don't win, that's pretty risky. But you know, Becky's been getting some more booze recently, but I think in the end people really want to cheer her. So, you know, if she wins, I don't think they're going to lose the crowd. I do think Bianca should win though. Uh, Justin. Last year's night one kicked off with the uh, baby face losing to Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with, you know, you guys. I, I think Bianca needs to win this. You know, she was done dirty at SummerSlam. Uh, this is one of the few things I am mildly interested in for WrestleMania is seeing what they do here. And, you know, even if they do a rematch where Bianca wins it at WrestleMania Backlash, I think it's going to say a lot about who they view as the star and the future for who comes out the winner at this show. And that's another reason why I'm a little uh, iffy. Yeah. Does Vince McMahon see Bianca as a bigger star than Becky Lynch? I just, but it's so weird. Cause like Becky's not going to lose anything if she drops the no, title no. here. I, I'm not defending Becky Lynch going over here. I, again, I think Bianca should win. I, I'm just, you know, in the name of trying to be right on a podcast, mm-hmm. I'm just floating it out there that, like, I am not going to be rolling on the ground saying, I cannot believe what I've just seen if they beat Bianca. Mm-hmm. I just think, unlike last year, where I think people were actually kind of starting to get behind the Bobby Lashley push, you know, they were into it. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that's the case. Now, I, I just think everybody, I think it, a lot of people would be turned off by Bianca losing in the opening match. Another thing, too, is Bobby had won the title pretty recently before WrestleMania. Becky's been the champion yeah. since SummerSlam. So that's yeah. an yeah. argument the other way where, okay, Bianca. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, Ryan Huffman. Um, I'm actually going Becky on this one. Uh, not saying she should, but. I don't. It's kind of the first point Kyle made. I have I have Ronda beating Charlotte, so I I don't see both champions relinquishing. Um, 
Again, I think WWE perceives Becky as the bigger star here. You had, you know, uh, Bianca look pretty strong last night. And uh, I, I just, I see Becky just holding on. I, I could see her, you know, winning on a cheap, cheap move or something. And then had WrestleMania backlash, you know, they both had the hair thing going on, uh, which obviously I don't, but, um, but you have uh, Becky versus uh, Bianca in like a hair versus hair match or something creative there, you know, mm-hmm. but, I'd like that. <laughs> I, I see Becky just for the sole purpose. I don't see both champions losing. You know, in speaking of that, isn't it so weird that they put both the women's championship matches on the same night? That seems yeah. like just the no-brainer is to split them up. Yeah, I was shocked by that, too. Yeah. And again, that's kind of why I'm like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, boy, is Bianca not going to win now? <laughs> they, they have options potentially after Mania with, cut like, Bailey, Asuka, they're going to be returning eventually, right? Lacey mm-hmm. Evans is going to be returning. Raquel Gonzalez maybe a call-up. So I that's, mean, Yeah, that's actually a rare WWE situation where there's multiple directions for the women's title matches because oftentimes we sit here on this pod and we're like, oh, they, they don't have any options doing the same damn thing over and over again. If they didn't have all those options, I'd be really concerned for Bianca yes. because I'd be like, oh, God, they're going to say, well, you know, she's got no you know, one else to work with. But there are potentially options. We don't know the statuses of any of those aforementioned ladies. Yeah, I could see it going either way. I I'm going to pick Bianca just because it's just, it seems like an odd thing to do to drag this out to another pay-per-view since this goes back to SummerSlam and Bianca's been trying to get her shot and she won the Elimination Chamber. It's WrestleMania. Just do it. Put the belt back on her. I don't care if title changes. Both women's titles change hands on the same show, but we'll see. Maybe they do. Uh, two titles change hands. <laughs> get out of my office. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, you look at the rest of the title matches. We got the on this night. We've got the SmackDown one, obviously, which is just talked about. Uh, we've got the SmackDown tag titles, and that's the only other title match on the show. And I don't personally see the SmackDown tag titles switching hands. We could talk about that in a second. Um, Rousey over Flair seems to be a pretty solid bet. I guess let's just go to that. It seems natural since we were just talking about it. Um, Ronda, you know, she was gone. A long time. Uh, she's got this big singles match on pay-per-view. It seems like she would do it. Charlotte's going to lose nothing by losing this match. You know, she's Charlotte Flair. She's always going to get pushed. Not that Ronda Rousey isn't going to be, but it seems like for someone who's been gone for so long that they would want to make her look strong and have her win the championship. Uh, Ryan Huffman, do you agree? Yeah, I, I agree. I don't really have a lot to add on that, but yeah, she's been gone for three years here um has it been three years i think it's been a few years anyway yeah 35 yeah 35 yeah three years coming back when the rumble i think she probably uh wins that one uh justin yeah ronda uh it's just i find both of these wrestlers to be pretty unlikable and it just doesn't seem like they have good chemistry together either and just i don't know i am not looking forward to this one at all that's what i'm saying like i know it's ronda rousey and she's a star and everything but i feel like the other women's match would be better in the main event slot if one of them was going to main event but you know whatever vince sees ronda rousey and she's a real world star brother so kyle build's been terrible for this quite frankly it feels like a heel versus heel match 
Rousey clearly needs to go heel down the road and have a mouthpiece. Her promos. I mean, does she not care? <laughs> I, I mean, they are awful. Uh, she's probably not going to turn heel, but I just wanted to point that out. Her losing at this show would make absolutely zero sense. Everyone knows that, and I think that hurts the match as a result. And I got real low expectations for this as well, which, you know, we talk about what's closing the show here on night one. You could talk yourself into the Austin Owens segment if you think, hey, maybe they're not going to put Bianca over. And then they're maybe scared that this will underdeliver. All yeah. of a sudden, you're like, hey, we want to give something, you know, have a hap, you know, give the people a happy ending, something big to go home, talk about. And we're not confident in the booking of either of the two women's title matches. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's to me, it's, it's also not that interesting. So for if it is the final match proper of the show, I think it's a little risky just because yeah, the build hasn't been great. Rousey hasn't been in there in a big time singles match on television in, in quite some time. You know, I know she did the stuff on TV, but it, nothing like this with Charlotte Flair. So, I mean, it's a, it's a big time situation. We'll see what happens, but yeah, risky. In terms of like star power, the two women's title matches here. Is there really like some sizable gap that exists between them? Because I don't think that <laughs> at all. Like, well, I mean, to the casual fan, but are, are there casual fans out there? You know, how many, I guess it's on Peacock now, so maybe people will tune in just out of curiosity it, a little bit. But I mean, I don't think Ronda Rousey in 2022 is, is, I mean, I get, I don't know if she was on Ellen, I guess, but I mean, is she like demonstrably a bigger star than Becky Lynch? The people are going to watch this program? Uh, Well, that's the thing. Like as a draw, I don't know that she actually is. As a name, at name value, if you went up to people on the street and you asked them who's Ronda Rousey, who's Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey is definitely more known. Okay. But yeah, if I don't know. As, up, as far as an oh. actual draw, though, yeah. Yeah. I mean, are these random people you're talking on the streets going to watch this show, though, is my question. <laughs> if they have Peacock, they might check it out for like two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? And, and I, you know, and I mean, in terms of future prospects, I mean, I'm riding Bianca instead of Charlotte. You know, yeah. you, could, you know, that's an argument I would listen to. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, I, some of these we can hit really quickly. You know, the Mysterio oh, and Logan Paul. Oh, hold on. I got a lot. I know you have some takes on this one. Yes. Let's I don't. Ma- I don't way. imagine though, like McIntyre and Corbin, it's going to be a deep discussion. But let's talk about this because I know there's some macro level stuff going on here. You wanted to talk about. Well, let's talk about celebrity usage because that's a big yes. talking point here at WrestleMania. How you know there's what three matches involving celebrities? This tag you have Johnny Knoxville and then Pat McAfee. I guess you could also you know make the case you know even though he's a full time announcer. But I thought Jim Valley. Um, of F4W Online made a great point over on Twitter.com to the execrable Ryan Satin about where's the buzz <laughs> just, for Logan just going Paul. after people tonight. My God. And, and, and this goes back to my last point about, you know, Rousey and, you know, what is her true star power? What's her true drawing power for the show? So I wrote the following on the Fight Game Media Facebook page because someone over there had talked about, uh, and, and Jim Valley's a member over there. And I said, with modern celebrity usage in WWE, it is almost always tell 
they're just screaming at you. This person is such a big star. Don't you get it? And it's never allowing that alleged stardom to show on the WWE television. You just don't see it. And none of it comes close to the value that a Mr. T, a Mike Tyson, or even a Donald Trump brought. And here's my question to the group here. Do we have any evidence that these stars are adding a significant number of eyeballs to the product on any kind of lasting basis? Or do their followers, you know, I get it, okay? Logan Paul has lots of followers on social media, okay? Johnny Knoxville was very popular, you know, 20 years ago. But to the people who like these folks, are they A, even going to watch this live and B, stick around with the WWE? Or is it just a case where the fans just watch the YouTube clip and move on? I think that's the answer. I mean... Did was there a big bump after Bad Bunny wrestled last I mean, year? Yeah, I mean, are his are, are like those Bad Bunny fans saying, "Oh man, God, I'm so glad he brought us to 2021 WWE." <laughs> find me, uh, find me two people that said that. Find me two. I think I think in some ways this is the effect of social media because people that hear about it know they don't actually have to watch the show that they'll see the clip that's relevant on Twitter later or they'll, they'll find it on YouTube. You don't have to watch the show, you know, in the same way that you would have had to in the 90s. But I also feel like some of it is, you know, the usage of these people, because if you look at Mr. T and you look at Mike Tyson, you know, they were brought in to legitimize the top star that was just breaking through. And you look at these other situations, like, yeah, you're bringing in these so-called stars, like working Sami Zayn, okay? The Miz, I mean, involved with The Miz, tagging with The Miz against the Mysterios. Like, it's it doesn't seem to be used in the same fashion. You know what I mean? To, like, give that person the nudge over the top by associating Steve Austin with Mike Tyson, the most famous boxer of the 90s and the 80s. You know, it's not, they're not being used in real main event level angles. Even Donald Trump, you know, he was being used with Bobby Lashley, who was, in their view, like the next big thing at that time. Yeah. yeah. So Vince's hair was the big thing. Uh, you know, to <laughs> Justin's point, to it, and yours too, Ryan, what you said, there's a story, and I, I think I've told this on the pod before. My wife, big fan of The Daily Show when Jon Stewart hosted it. Okay. And I remember showing her the clip when Jon Stewart, did the run in it, SummerSlam 2015. And she said, she's like, oh, that's funny. I'm like, oh, you're going to watch Raw with me every week? She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and I think that's what this is, you know? I, well, go ahead. But Sorry. To, to, to even get the one-night bump, it doesn't seem like they promote outside of the, you know, Raw and SmackDown. You know, you don't see them on the night shows saying, hey, you got to watch WrestleMania. I'm going to be on there, the big celebrity. You know? Yeah. It, that like there used to be like Mr. T back in the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, I, you know what it is though. And I kind of like when I was ranting with the light bulb, whatever, just bringing these people in, it's not really about drawing in new fans. It's about satisfying existing and potentially future corporate partners. I think where they could say, did you see who we had on our show? Oh, don't you want to, you know, do business with us now? You know, that was yeah. the whole deal with that guest host year of Raw, right? Mm -hmm. That wasn't that what they they were they were trying to like become more corporate friendly by just 
you know, being able to have a bunch of like B-roll showing celebrities. And, you know, as far as this match, I don't give a shit who wins. Uh, Dominic <laughs> Mysterio? I'd rather see Dom DeLuise, I think. <laughs> uh, Mr. Huffman, let me ask you this about the celebrity involvement. Ha- have you have you ever heard your students a buzz about any celebrity involvement at WrestleMania or even talking about wrestling lately? No, I, I I don't, you know, as much as those kids are on social media these days too, you know, you'd think it would pop up and they would uh, have some sort of discussion on it. Um, I know certainly I'm not going to invest. I think I sent you this a few weeks ago. I will not be investing in a Logan Paul WWE t-shirt because it's uh, the most, <laughs> might be the most horrendous design shirt I've seen that company. Oh, uh, did you see the did new Vince the, McMahon one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say uh, this match, my my intrigue, if there is any with this, is I'd be interested to see if they would actually have Dominic uh, turn on Ray to try to get them to finally split up and do something with him on a, a singles level. Um, not that I'm caring <laughs> about that, but... That's, that's, yeah, that's we see you working. Favorite. We see you working, Huffman. I know. You're, you're just trying to play all the angles. Thank you for clarifying, yeah. though. Yeah, no. I, I'll, I'll say this. like I've watched the build for, for this match, and I still think The Miz is pretty solid. Like He, he, he gives a lot to that company, and I, I think when we talk about star power, I, I do know there are people out there that watch Miz and Mrs. So, but I don't know. Are you one of them? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we could have had you on weekly to give a recap when that shows in season, but uh, you just yeah. blew it, Ryan. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I don't really, I don't have any real deep thoughts on this one either, other than the celebrity involvement discussion point. Um, I think I'm going to go with Miz and Logan Paul just because it's the celebrity involvement. Maybe they'll do some heat between father and son. I don't know. I just, when they have a, a celebrity involved in this fashion, I tend to think that they're going to come out on the winning side. Yeah, but they've made the Mysterios look like such losers in this build. Well, well. <laughs> I mean, it goes well. for most people in the roster anymore, doesn't it? When in Rome. Yeah. Um, Does that even apply? <laughs> Just thought it would sound cool. <laughs> uh, when in San Diego? Yeah. Is that where they're from? I mean, I don't know. All right. Uh, Drew McIntyre, happy Corbin. Boy, uh, just give him Drew McIntyre something to do before we can elevate him back up the card. Uh, yeah, Drew McIntyre should kick, ha- kick happy Corbin's ass and move on. No deep thoughts here. After working Madcap Moss, Kyle Ross, he finally uh, gets happy Corbin. Yeah, and it's tough to get happy about Drew's push when I believe he's just being built back up the job to Lesnar down the line. You don't you don't think Brock Lesnar is, you know, remember that job he did a couple years ago and wants that back? Yeah. Hello. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I very difficult also when he Drew's wrestling someone named Happy Corbin. I mean, come on, man. Terrible. I mean, it, I think it's funny or maybe it's sad that Corbin's placement on the card is now appropriate. We always were like, God, this guy's so overpushed, but he's just made to be a mid card stepping stone heel. And that's what he is here, but he's got this stupid character that no one could ever possibly like or take seriously. See the, the modern day Mountie. Oh, oh God. I think happy Corbin's worse than the Mountie. 
Because at least the bounty fit that time period. This is just like, I mean, why would you do this? <laughs> why would you agree to do this? Mm. Ryan Huffman, your winner, so we can move on. <laughs> yeah, I did Drew. Like, yes. uh, I'm going I'm to tell you, if Drew McIntyre loses, uh, it's probably going to be my worst ranking WrestleMania loss. Like, that's Jericho <laughs> Fandango. Yeah. Like, again, yeah. like, you know, you say it's no brainer, Drew's going to win, but anything can happen with the. WWE. Quite um, frankly, anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. Yes. Yeah, they'll overthink it. Happy Corbin's going to win. There you go. <laughs> I don't think that, that would be unbelievable, man. All right. Um, SmackDown tag title match. The Usos defending against the great, oh, no. fantastic top 10 tag team of all time in the book of Mr. Kyle Ross, Shinsuke Nakamura. And do you want to say his name, Kyle? Rick who? All right, man. Who's this guy? <laughs> All right, man. Remember when we used to feel bad that the Usos never got on the main WrestleMania card? Now they get this fucking Rick Boogs? <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are all children of the 80s, and it used to be when you'd have someone like a rugged Ronnie Garvin or a Red Rooster on the card. You know, somebody who wasn't look their prospects weren't looking too bright. At least if you knew wrestling, you could tell someone, well, they've had success outside the WWE. They, you, you could check out their work here. It's, it's, it's good. What the fuck has this fucking Rick Boogs ever done? Also, when was the last time Snorsuke Nakamura tried? Oh, God. I used to be such a Nakamura fan, too. I mean, who wasn't eight years ago? Oh. Five years ago, he lit the smack. Remember that smackdown? Yeah. He showed up. My God, the place was going crazy for him. Mm-hmm. Rick Boogs. <laughs> I know the the last WrestleMania in Dallas. I was actually at Takeover when Nakamura debuted, and I'm going to oh, tell you, God. that was like yeah. probably the best, one of the best wrestling crowds I'd ever been around. I was electric in there. Yeah. Right. Tell and me, look Huffman, where we're at now. Yeah, tell me, Huffman, you've been all over this great country of ours watching wrestling. Where were you when Rick Boogs debuted? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. I'm going to pick the Usos to retain. Cool. I, <laughs> I don't. I'll make. You know, I, I honestly don't care, and I'll make a point when we get to the Raw Tag Title match on night two. There's a larger point with these two tag team title matches. All right. I will, uh, I'll go Usos. Uh, just kind of a, a stat I saw online. Uh, this is going to be the fourth, uh, fourth WrestleMania where the Usos enter as champions, which I believe is, is a record. Hmm. hmm. So I think I could only name one of their other matches. Is them retaining at all tied to Roman retaining? Do you think? No, no. Nah. Okay. No, because that 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 could even be a story going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, while we're doing these predictions, let me just throw in a plug right now. So some of these, yeah, maybe we don't care too much on, but here's a reason you should care: oh. WrestleRumble.com. Yeah. Professional. 
Yes. WrestleRumble.com, guys. Uh, they're partners with the show. Great people. It makes watching these events a lot of fun if you if you get an entry. I think it's $10 for an entry. You can win $1,000 on the WrestleRumble WrestleMania night contest. And so they also have contests you know, to win some replica championship belts go on, I believe, too. But the uh, the WrestleMania pick them, the top prize is $1,000 cash. Oof. You can read about it at WrestleRumble.com. And, uh, you know, even if you don't win a thousand dollars cash, see if you can beat us, you know, you'll find our names in the standings. Hopefully if we place in the top 50, which sometimes we do, sometimes I placed we in, I placed in the top three for a WrestleMania a couple years ago. You did. Yeah, that's right. So it is a lot of fun. Check them out. Uh, great people. WrestleRumble.com. <laughs> <laughs> Better than Rick Boogs, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm just looking at this card, man. Who put this <laughs> dog together? I mean, um, new. Yeah. How about this late edition of New Day versus Sheamus yes. and Ridge Holland with Butch? <laughs> Which, there it is. Butch got a reference. Originally oh. supposed to be a six man until Ridge put Big E out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, by the way, I should be looking at this. I got the updated match lines today from uh, one of the betting sites. They always email me the match lines for if I want to write an article on it over at SE Scoops. And uh, this match, the odds are, I want to say New Day was not favored in this. I'm trying to pull it up right now to see. Uh, yeah, New Day is the underdog in this match. Sheamus and Ridge Holland at negative 300. New Day at plus 200. There were, some, th- there were some odds on this that I'm at. I'll let you go just a second. There were some odds I saw because I saw that I was like, oh, man, I want to go with the plus money here. Mm-hmm. I think that w- that makes sense here. Sheamus, Holland, and Butch are the new faction. Let mm-hmm. them get the big win at WrestleMania. Yeah, in the end, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> no, that too. That yep. too. Remember uh, when Xavier and Kofi were completely squashed like bugs last year at Mania? Yeah. By AJ oh, and right. Omos? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how heavily do you think they're going to lean into Big E's injury in this storyline? Hmm. Is real? I mean, is, is that like considered... Um, taboo or like you know in poor taste in the year 2022 man i'd say lean into it why not everybody knows about it i don't know i vince hasn't really allowed you know bad taste to infiltrate his storylines in the past <laughs> you know, that, that's a good point this has always been a good clean fun promotion <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, i'll just say in terms of excitement level and tag team matches in WrestleMania history, this one is right there with uh, the smash and crush version of Demolition against Janichiro Tenru and Koji Kitao at WrestleMania 7. <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take New Day. What about you, Huffman? Um, I'm actually, uh, with what Justin said, I'm going to go with the uh, new faction. I actually, for a while, did not know that was Pete Dunne. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, they changed his name. I get it now, but just... A continuation of the dwindling of the new day uh, this this year, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. I mean, do you think Sheamus is ever going to win the Intercontinental Title? Yeah, you do. Or do you think yeah. they're going to like rib him and never because he's like made a thing about it on Twitter? Be like, oh, we'll show you, pal. <laughs> I mean, he'll probably be here for another ten years. 
It's bound to yeah. happen. WrestleMania 48. Sheamus, icy title. Book it. <laughs> By the way, this is WrestleMania 38. The Iron Sheik should get to the ring per Bobby Heenan's commentary for this show. I sure hope so. They better do that. Again, they have to be aware. So many people have been talking. Just do it. Come on. All right. Seth freaking Rollins <sighs> against a... Uh, this is so bad, dude. I watched that video Monday morning, too. The thing that he did on the the late show, I I do not know who finds this entertaining. I have in the past talked up Seth Rollins a lot, proud Iowa boy, all that stuff. I liked him during the Architect era. I think he did a good job getting over as a babyface a few years ago. After mm-hmm. after they turned him nonsensically heel, after he <laughs> came back from the inter- from the injury, and then they turned him back again, and he got it back over with the burn it down thing and everything, and. This character is just freaking terrible. I mean, who freaking is enter- terrible? Who exactly? That was my plan. Who is who is entertained by the laugh? The laugh thing he does. It is just. <laughs> I know he's supposed to be a heel and obnoxious and everything, but my God, it's not. It's just like go away heat when I see him on the screen. I don't want to watch it. It's all terrible. Right. We are all gainfully employed, okay, and. I am assuming we all have a certain level of pride in our work. How can the folks at WWE make that vignette or whatever the hell you want to call it with Seth and Vince look at themselves in the mirror and say, you know, <laughs> this is okay. We're proud to release this into the world. How can anyone say, I was watching it. I was like, this like three seconds in, I'm like, this is bad, real bad, and it just kept getting worse. And you're right about Seth. It's like he's not a heel you want to even see get comeuppance anymore. You just want to see him go away. Yeah. I- I've said it before. He's Shawn Michaels. If you stripped away everything interesting about Shawn Michaels, <laughs> yeah. okay. Eight- <laughs> Michaels' behavior at one night only. We talked about it on Top Rope Nation Classic. It is objectively a terrible behavior, okay? Objectively worse than anything Seth Rollins' character's ever done. It was also objectively more entertaining than Seth Rollins' <laughs> character anything has ever done. I mean, okay, so you see Cody come out. He'll get a big pop. He kicks Seth's ass, and then, okay, here we are. I mean, I don't know where they go with him. I would hope that they would push him to the top of the card to do something interesting. I'm not confident in six months that... Cody Rhodes is going to be main eventing or anything like that. Uh, I do. I know there was a push for him to use, you know, like his AEW theme song and have the same look and everything. I do hope they do that. I think that they should do that. We'll see what happens there. But uh, Ryan Huffman, how are you feeling about uh, Cody's pending arrival? Well, uh, my buddy Josh texted me about a couple hours ago, and and you know he he sent me a report that could be Shane McMahon. Uh, to me, I, I'm even skeptical and I might, this might be a random name I'm throwing out, but like, could they even go undertaker here in Dallas with him getting inducted into the hall of fame? Okay. I, I believe it's going to be Cody, but I also think that's something they could maybe save for raw just to get, cause again, uh, they might not know what direction they're going with him. I, I, for one, uh, it's, it's kind of weird cause I was at full gear booing, uh, booing uh cody rhodes out of the building but uh 
I've actually been kind of excited to see him again and come to this, this him leaving AEW and coming to WWE to a company that I don't think necessarily used him very well. Um, although I did hear Stardust is back in the WWE alumni section, but um, I, I'm intrigued to, to see him again. Uh, I think it'll be him at Mania, but not 100% sure. I, I, I could see them going a different direction with that. Uh, I don't know. What do you What do you guys think? You guys all hundred percent on? You think it'll be think it'll be Cody, or do you think there could be something something there? It would be a very bad play for it not to be Cody. Mm-hmm. That's how you lose the crowd. Yeah. If Shane McMahon walks out there, those people will shit all money. over it. Oh, Here can you imagine? I I'm, I could see them like sending Shane out on the stage as a swerve, and then Cody comes out, which I almost feel like ruins the moment a little bit. But that is something yeah, that they would do. That I, I is would. totally something they would do, though. <laughs> I mean, if 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 Vince is getting ready, and now the American here comes the money. You know, I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I, don't, I I do think Vince's involvement, and I don't know if that was always the plan to have Vince you know, make the Cody announcement. It does add a sense of realism to the proceedings because otherwise it's like, how does Cody Rhodes just show up? Does he just walk in the building and say, I am going to be at WrestleMania now? I think having some authority figure announce him, you know, logistically that makes sense. And, you know, are Vince and Cody going to be tied together somehow moving forward? Mm -hmm. So I'm expecting Cody uh, my interest here lies in the presentation of Cody Rhodes. You know, is is he going to come out with the whole uh, the boys Homelander look? With you know, with the there's only one royal family in sports entertainment music. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys will be proud of me. I, I've broken a very bad habit of listening to podcast from the ringer i don't do that anymore (laughs) but but i still read the articles sometimes so i'm on the website and i noticed on one of their wrestling websites and this kind of goes back to uh excuse me wrestling podcast this goes back to are you know are they bad faith actors or is this just the only thing they grew up on the headline for one of their podcasts that they recently put out was somebody literally or truly tried to make the argument as to why Cody Rhodes had to come back as stardust. Okay. I'm getting, I'm, I, getting very, I'm getting very upset right now. I have seen that in more than one place where WWE fans are saying he should come back as stardust. Okay. I'm getting very <laughs> upset right now. So for what? <laughs> I'm getting very upset. <laughs> That's I, real bad. I, 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 I will, I, I will say this right now. With the ringer, Phil Schneider writes there, and that's good content. Always that's where I go. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. All, you can always that, that, that you'll you'll at least get a good column from Phil. Um, claiming that he should come back as Stardust is is the opposite of good. <laughs> so that, that is very bad. That's why he left. Yeah, yes. he didn't want to be Stardust. Stardust. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to be seven. But that's what I mean. Like they're they're just it is so ingrained in their brains that that's all they know. They they don't want to accept anything outside of this WWE bubble. Stardust. 
<laughs> this this Cody arrival to me is all about the moment, though. You know, like it's about seeing a guy return. It's kind of yeah, it takes you back to, and we've seen it WWE to AEW, but it takes you back to the '90s and when people jumped and stuff. And that first moment was always cool. And if he comes out to the AEW theme song and everything, that will be really cool. But the future of Cody Rhodes in WWE does not excite me one bit at all. Like outside of his initial arrival, which I am excited to see, I have zero interest in watching Cody Rhodes in two months or a month. But that's expectations, right? That's your expectation. That's my expectation. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't. (laughs) And I don't expect them to uh, <laughs> to do anything to make it more interesting. I hope that they do because, you know, I watch these shows and I want them to be fun to watch. But the prospect of Cody Rhodes long term just doesn't really do anything for me. But it'll be a cool moment. Yeah. And, and that's a very astute point. Uh, stu- you know, Dusty Rhodes, Cody's father, always used to say it on comedy. But it's very astute of you, um, Ryan, because... How many times do we see this WrestleMania moment and we're like, oh, it's so sweet. And then you go back to review the show a few years later and you're like, wow, they really got no mileage out of that. You know, I'm mm-hmm. doing the reviews on Facebook and I started to jot down some notes for 33, which I was at. There were moments on that show. Holy Lord, have mercy to where there no mileage out of any of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so you go back and you're like, well, that was pointless. And so the whole thing is, I think he's going to get a star reaction, not a stardust reaction. But the key is six months from now. How is he positioned? A year or a year from now. I mean, you know, look at last year's mania. We were, you know, wondering about Damian Priest, Omas, Cesaro. How are those three doing? So you're saying (laughs) Cody Rhodes against Sheamus for the IC title in Los Angeles next year? I mean, would you be shocked? No, I would not be shocked. And I'm planning on playing this clip next year if that happens. So let's get that one in the can right now. Yeah. I do think it's going to be Cody. You know, I I see what's going on in the chat here. Yes, they did tease The Rock kind of, you know, for the anniversary. It's Survivor Series. Didn't happen. He had the filming schedule, whatever. I think this is a little bit different because it's not like a one-night appearance. It's a guy returning to the company to work full-time. So... They got it. I mean, they have to do it. This they're gonna get some real go away heat if they don't. Yeah. I know that Cody's booked for Raw next week. That's been talked about for a couple of weeks. I think Fightful had the report a couple of weeks ago. So Yeah. yeah. I, I, I will be I will be stunned, flabbergasted, if it's not Cody Runnels walking that aisle. Yes, same. That's night one. What about um, the KO show? Oh, well, yeah. I guess we have to. We, we do have to talk about that, yes. Because, because Ryan, you as the host, are going, uh, will you be forced into the uncomfortable position? And I joked about this, I think, on Top Rope Nation Extra once. So, guys, let's throw this around the horn. Was that a match or was that a confrontation? <laughs> uh, like, what are we... Like, th- this is what I kind of envision. Tell me if you agree or disagree. Austin yeah. will be insulted to the point that he says something to the effect of let's have a fight or let's have a match right now. And there will be obvious physicality. And I think there will be a ref to count three. And doing it this way, I think it's 
if it they can call it a match, WWE, okay, that satisfies them. And from Austin's perspective, if they do it that way, there's less pressure on him to live up to a certain standard if it was called a match beforehand. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that? I agree. That's kind of what I foresee, too, is get a referee in here, stunner, one, two, three, kind of yeah. thing. Not sure what that does for Kevin Owens. Going to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, th- th- this whole thing is so weak for an Austin. This is the biggest star they've ever had. And, mm-hmm. and it's some... Guy making Texas jokes? Fuck, if I would have known that, I could have wrestled Steve Austin 10 years ago. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Kyle, your thoughts on Greg Abbott? <laughs> Please, don't get me started. I, I, don't get me started. That's how you get it. Maybe you could get a match with Shawn Michaels. That, my, my, heart is, my heart is still palpitating from Justin <laughs> saying that people on the ringer think he, Cody should come back as Stardust. Jesus Christ. Hmm. <laughs> Man, um, yeah, that's what I envision. That's uh, Ryan Huffman. What do you think? How they're going to play the set? Um, I don't know. I'm. I, I think it'll go how Kyle just said. I, I do know that some of the touring following Mania on the Sundays they're using the the Stunner tag on that. So I don't yeah, know if that's yeah. just trying to get some momentum Sunday off Stunner. of this. Um, I, I'm I'm intrigued. I I'm, I get a little confused when they even talk about that. They're always like, "Oh, this is Austin's first you know, whatever in 19 years. And I'm like, man, he's been on like several WrestleManias like ever since. So, I mean, the last time I was in Dallas, they came out and beat up uh, Wade Barrett's forgot what their group was even called, but um, I don't know. I, I, I expect what a memorable moment that was. <laughs> I, I'm not going to do the high pitch voice. Cause I think I've overplayed my hand already on the show. And I did it in text form for tomorrow's WrestleMania 32 review. Nice. <laughs> the group name. Yes. Nice. No, no. Uh, I, I, Oh, go ahead. No, I'll say Huffman, you, you're, you know, an expert may, maybe more than most uh, on that era of WWE. I had forgotten Austin had done more physicality than I remembered with like uh, Alex Riley and the Miz in the build up to 27. Mm-hmm. I, th- this clip made the rounds on uh, Twitter.com. I forgot that that even had happened. Like they actually let Alex Riley beat him down for like two minutes. Yeah. 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 He's, he's done, he's done a lot of different things since then. I know like this will probably be his. I, I just going through my head. He's he's been on probably four or five WrestleManias during the stretch, maybe even more. But I don't know. Yeah, I expect uh, I expect this to close out Saturday night. He was, you know, stunner, beer drinking, send the crowd home happy. Um, he was on yeah. twenty one. He was on twenty one where Roddy Piper got off that horrible line that he always yep. would use. Son of an unnamed goat. I hated when he said that. I really hated son of an unnamed goat. I, I I'll be interested to see if he he has the ATV or if he's uh, driving whatever truck he did into the desert because I'm sure it'll be quite the quite the walk down there. But uh, I don't know, should be fun. Good to see Stone Cold again. I, I think mm-hmm. everybody can probably agree on that. Mm-hmm. I it's going to depend on what they do and how long they do it for me. Uh, I, I agree with Kyle of what I believe is going to happen. Personally, I'm going to be disappointed if it's not Black Trunks, Black Vest, Austin coming out at some point to the music. I believe on a previous pod, I asked the question, if I set the over under for when the actual fight starts to when it ends, 
you take the over under if I set it at three and a half, three mm. minutes, 30 seconds. Ooh, they got to go longer than that, don't they? Yeah, for sure. If it's going to be the fucking main event. Yeah. That's why I like thinking of if it's the main event and you're just getting Austin brawling in his in his dad jorts for <laughs> five minutes. I, I don't think that's a very good send off because of, as you guys have mentioned, because of all the physicality we've seen before. Mm-hmm. I would I would be interested. The one thing about this is I would I would wonder if about how long they've known how long this was going to take place. Cause when, when did Kevin Owens do his, uh, contract? Do you guys remember? Was that a few months ago? Ooh, uh, it was, it was January yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. I just, yeah. I kind of wonder, I'm like, was this something they maybe pitched to Owens as a, Hey, uh, well, we'll let you work with Steve Austin at mania to, to keep you there. Cause yeah. I know it was, I knew he had a lot of money thrown at him and, but December 15th, Okay, yeah. it, it, it might have been like, you know, two things coming together, Huffman, yeah. in the sense that they wanted Austin on this card. They wanted to keep Owens. Yeah. And they're like, okay, let's throw a lot of money at Kevin Owens to stay. How are we going to justify throwing all that money at him? Okay, mm-hmm. well, he'll be the guy to, you know, take the stunners. Yeah. Would, anybody, <laughs> so. would anybody like to see Kevin Owens walk out on top? I no. said it on Top Rope Nation Extra that if you don't do a match, you could do an angle where he beats him down down to set up an actual match. Yeah. Yeah. What if they played off his neck injury? You know me and the sick what a sick bastard I am when I get the pencil. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would I, I mean I, I mean I would I would pitch let's have Owens pile drive Austin. And Austin sell it like death, and then Austin would like kick my ass, and I'd be out of a job. But I mean, that's you know, I mean, I'm trying. Well, that I think I listened to that Kyle too, and I'm like, you know, not that the name of house shows plays off of anything, but I'm like, could you do some angle like that that would lead to him actually having a match at like a SummerSlam if he's he's feeling good? I know he's he's gotten to be in about the best shape he's been in in quite a while. Um, and of course, by SummerSlam you mean Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, because that's summer in the fuck. desert, baby. That that's yeah. where I that's where I would see them using Austin because they're yeah. running out of people for those shows. Yeah. The Crown Prince. I mean, I, I think he's been clued in that Yokozuna's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think if you do like KO getting the upper hand, I think you got to do that the next night. I think that. It's WrestleMania, the way that they've built up this Austin return. He's got to get the upper hand. You got to have the beer drinking, and it's the WrestleMania moment. I don't think that that really hurts Kevin Owens. You know, like if Steve was a full time wrestler and this was a passing of the guard kind of thing, of course he would have to lose. But the way that this is with a legend coming back, I think that he has, he's got to get the upper hand. But then, you know, you could do something if they can get him to come to Raw where. He comes out and he chats to the fans and then Owens attacks him from behind and leaves him laying. Then I think you could do that. And then maybe they can't get Steve to do anything else. Maybe they can, but it leaves the door open to doing something at some point down the line. It doesn't, it could be SummerSlam. It could be six, six, eight, a year from now, you know, who knows? But I think you do something like that on Raw. 
does anyone think that they run an angle on night one and do a match on night two? That was my thought. That way, yeah. you know, you can have Kevin Owens get the upper hand on night one, give him the nice rub, and then on night two, we get black tights, black vest, glass break. Although you probably can't have night one end with like Kevin Owens laying out Steve Austin, <laughs> yeah, can no. you? Get no, those last minute walk up tickets sold. They they wouldn't do that at least. I would. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm a <laughs> you real, would you sick bastard. Sick, yeah, I'm a real sick puppy. <laughs> well, well, you guys just said the moving tickets thing. If you do, if you close out Saturday night with Owens getting the upper hand, and you have Austin grab the mic and say, "Hey, we're facing tomorrow night," and how many more of those people that maybe bought the one night ticket come back for night two? Yeah, you know. Yeah. How many people right. are there though that bought night one and not night two? I'd like to. That's know what that. I don't get too because you know I've I've seen that argument out there too, and it's like if you're going to Dallas, you would go to both shows, right? I mean, for traveling across the country, why would you not? So I don't know. All right, let's hit night two. Uh, there's a lot of matches night two that are not much to talk about, like the four way women's tag team title match with Zelina Vega and Carmel or Queen Zelina. And Carmella defending against right. Sasha, Sasha and Naomi, and then against Rhea and Liv Morgan, and also Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Um, who freaking knows? <laughs> I'll go with Sasha Banks and Naomi because Sasha's never won at WrestleMania, and that's my entire basis. Uh, I don't give a damn about this match. <laughs> to be quite blunt, these titles have not meant jack shit since Sasha and Bailey lost them three years ago. Yep. Uh, the champs, interestingly enough here, Queen Zelina and Carmella, are the only team where I don't find either woman to be particularly interesting as a character. That said, I don't want any of the challengers to win because I'd like to see Sasha, Rhea, and Shayna all do something as singles. So I don't want to see them saddled with these stupid titles. <laughs> I, I, I guess... What do you do with Queen Zelina and Carmella if they once they lose? I mean, that's out of the scrap heap of life with you, I guess. So I, I'm going to pick a, them to retain, but I don't feel good about it. And quite frankly, I actually didn't want to pick. <laughs> and Strike that from the record. And it doesn't matter, really. So, I mean, whatever. But, yeah. But it's, women's uh, tag titles? The uh, for the record, the favorites right now, as of today, are Naomi and Sasha at minus two hundred. Uh, Morgan and Rhea Ripley plus one eight five. Zelina and Carmella plus five hundred. Shayna and Natalia plus seven fifty. Yeah, Natalia can drop. fart. In those odds will go real. Those odds will go right down, man. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, pick Justin. I don't know if I have ever cared less about a championship than I do the women's tag team, and that includes the 24-7 championship. I was just going to say, I saw you turn around and it looked like you grab a, grabbed a notebook, so I was going to say, settled in, Justin joined us, 10 minutes of thoughts I, on this match. I was going to make the joke that I've got some notes on this match. <laughs> then I was like, now nah, we're going long already. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Yeah, don't care. Don't care. <laughs> Ryan Huffman. Uh, I want Rhea and Liv okay. just because, like, I I don't have any thoughts. I just picked them. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to justify it, Rhea Ripley hasn't uh, 
had many great moments in her NXT yeah. days. And uh, Morgan, a lot of people really like her. So I hey. that that entrance last year at WrestleMania wasn't one of her great moments. Holy Lord, have mercy! Mm. Remember that song? Yeah, not good. <laughs> <laughs> Better than American Alpha, but not good. <laughs> I'll God, you hated it. that song. <laughs> I'm gonna bring, I will bring it up whenever I can. That damn American Alpha theme song. Uh, Johnny Knoxville, Sami Zayn. Don't care about this one either. Um, Johnny Knoxville, okay. He, he was pretty famous when I was in high school 20 years ago. Um, whatever. I don't even know how to pick a winner for this one. Kyle, this, you got any thoughts? This Justin? Seems, I'm, I'm sorry. This, this one seems really bad. If Johnny Knoxville wins, right? Yeah, I, I think he's going to. Yeah, uh, th- the match can only be as good as Zayn wills it to be, and I think Sami Zayn's going to try very hard. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens say what you will about their respective lots on this show and what their roles may be. They're guys who can actually take WWE material and make it somewhat entertaining sometimes. Here's an idea I had. If Gable Stevenson was to get involved with anything at WrestleMania, might it be here to help Johnny Knoxville? And that would give the heel Zane an out for losing mm. to a celebrity. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. I'm totally make I have no idea if that like has been bandied about. This is not a top rope nation extra exclusive. It is something I thought of when I put together these notes. I mean it's almost a certainty that there's going to be some sort of run in whether it be a debuting Gable or, you know, bunch of the jackass guys coming out and taking bumps and helping Johnny get the win. Mm-hmm. Ryan. Yeah, I, I picked Johnny. I'm, I'm with what uh, Justin just said. I think there's going to be a lot of gimmicky uh, jackass. Yeah. Jackass spots to be kind of a, That'll be your comedy relief for, for Mania, even though there will probably be others. But um, that, that's just where I where my gut's telling me on that one. I remember when Umaga stiffed the shit out of all those guys. That was a great <laughs> wrestling moment. <laughs> yes. When they wouldn't sell, he just started fucking kicking their ass. Oh. My God, just fell over that. in my office. My Umaga's God. here. Holy my shit, God. what was that? How did that happen? <laughs> wow. I don't know, Kyle. You're wow. My, my <laughs> booming voice my is office. making things fall over. It's going through my headphones. Holy shit! All right, um, <laughs> Pat McAfee, Austin Theory. No, Vince McMahon is not going to be in the ring. Pat McAfee. If you listen to this podcast, you know we're not big fans of his announcing. But when he's been in the ring, he was impressive. The guy bought a wrestling ring for his home so he could train. Uh, his interview with Vince McMahon, I didn't think was particularly good. Uh, Pat comes off like he's new to the wrestling industry and doesn't know a whole lot about the history of the business in those interviews, but he's an excitable guy. He wants to be there. He he does have name value and he can perform. So you're going to put him on this card. Uh, did you guys see his comments on Busted Open Radio? They were going around today. Mm-mm. No. About creative freedom and WWE. No. <laughs> Okay, I got to get your take on this. So, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this so, can't be worse than the rigor saying Cody should come back to Stardust. 
basically Pat was talking about how, you know, people that complain about having creative freedom in WWE, he says it's not as bad as people make it out to be. And he talked about how he has a good relationship with the producers backstage and and that he uh that he pitches a lot of good ideas and uh he's basically he was basically saying that uh people who don't who complain who or whose ideas don't get used by WWE he essentially was saying that you know they they don't have good ideas and that's why so he said when he talked about he he's meeting with producers backstage and pitching ideas and stuff he says quote i thought i was going in and it was going to be tooth and nail trying to get everything done pitching ideas I haven't experienced that at all. I know other people haven't had the exact same results, but I'm also not 100% sure that people have what I'm bringing to the table as well. That gets lost in a lot of the conversation. If you don't like what's going on, you can leave. I did that to the NFL. I did that to Barstool, a couple different places. Freedom is something you earn. It's not something you're given. I'm very fortunate to be at that particular spot. The people I'm working with for this match are awesome. We're going to put together a classic. We're going to try out, try our best at least, to do WrestleMania some respect. So do you think that people who are pitching ideas aren't getting their ideas on television because they're bad? And Pat McAfee's ideas are good? Because we know John Moxley had some ideas that didn't get used. And John Moxley is a pretty freaking smart guy. Uh, my res- Okay. There are absolutely talents within WWE that bring bad ideas to the table. There's mm-hmm. no d- denying that. It's absolutely, yeah, absolutely true. My question is, what ideas is Pat McAfee bringing to the table? Because <laughs> he's an announcer. I, I mean, I get that he has a match at WrestleMania, but like, you know, I mean, he was just doing that suck All right. it bit. All right, dude, how about, how about when Rick, Rick Boogs... Shinsky, come out. I'm oh, going to get on the table oh, and Jesus. I'm going to dance with the knack man and the bug man. That's what I'm going to do. And, and you know what? How's it's, that? And it's funny because, like, that they don't care about that. They're like, okay, sure, do that. That's great, pal. Yeah. But, like, I just don't know what ideas on a weekly basis. It, it's totally different. I don't think that's fair. We're going to run out of bad time. Take. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna we're we're because there's a lot because Brock Lesnar's comments on the Pat, ironically on the Pat McAfee show a few weeks ago they really pissed me off and I know Brock could kick my ass six ways from Sunday but those comments deserve to be raked over the coals and buried when he talked about get over everybody I'll just bring it up now I don't give a damn if I get in trouble okay <laughs> all right it, it's pretty hard Brock for people to get in trouble when you're changing the finish of the Royal Rumble and Elimination Chamber day of. Yeah. So, you know, I know Shane McMahon took the brunt of the Royal Rumble, and he deserved it because he was, like, all-time irrational, from my understanding. But do you think that the last 10 guys were thrown out like a sack of shit because the writing team thought that was a good idea? Or that Vince (laughs) McMahon thought that was a good idea? Do you think that the four people in the Elimination Chamber were made to look like complete jobbers because the writing team thought that was a good idea? Or Vince McMahon thought that was a good idea? No, so I didn't want to hear that. I thought that was a completely inappropriate and out-of-line comment for Brock Lesnar, who, in my opinion, is behaved behind the scenes in a way that is reminiscent of 1995 Hulk Hogan. That's what I was just going to say. Are you saying he's turning into Hulk Hogan? End rant. Yes. (laughs) 
I was just going to say, I, and to Pat, I just, I think, I think it was unfair. You know, he's new to the company. Sure, they listen to his ideas, but it doesn't mean that the people or other people bringing ideas, your ideas are so much better it, than theirs. It, and they respect celebrities more than yeah. they do the mid-card wrestlers. I mean, my hat's off to Pat Mack. Remember when Michael Cole, his current broadcast partner, like tried burying him because McAfee was wearing like weird shorts or something at WrestleMania a few years ago. And McAfee's mm. like, all right, I'll just fucking leave. If you have a problem with it, and Vince like, no, 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 please stay. And like, McAfee got one over on Cole. Well, if that was like Rick O'Shea, I don't think he's getting to wear his wild shorts. I, you know, I know not everyone in that locker room grew up around the business and even followed the business growing up. But I think there's a lot of smart people in that locker room, and I'd say it's a pretty good bet that over half of them have better ideas about creative and pro wrestling than Pat McAfee. Yeah. And you know, I would take I, I that am, bet. I am not in the locker room, as you know, but if you wanted to get Austin theory over having him get a clean win over someone like AJ styles, in my opinion, would be a far better scenario than having him beat your fucking announcer. Yeah. But what do I know? And the plan was, it was, for Vince McMahon to be involved in this somehow. I don't know if that has been dropped or what, but I, I know that originally the that Vince is was supposed to be involved in this situation. And I'm going to pick Austin Theory to win because I think it is insane if you beat it. I, I'm not in love with Austin Theory. I am not Jim Cornette. Okay, I don't think he's like some Austin Theory, some great prodigy, but it would be insane to beat an, have an up-and-comer lose to your fucking SmackDown color commentator. Yes. I'm also going to take Austin Theory, even though in the odds McAfee is currently favored. It's close. It's negative 140 to plus 100. So, Ryan, who you got? I'm going to take Austin Theory. I'm probably the only one here who actually has an Austin Theory T-shirt. Just uh, <laughs> that might scare some of you guys off. I, oh I, my god! Yeah, <laughs> what? Uh, I, was, I was pretty high up on him when he he came in. I, I think he's. Uh, since that time has not been real great, but I, I just don't, uh, I don't see McAfee going, going over on him. I think that would be a, I don't know, your announcer beating a guy who I, I, I think theory is probably going to be a major player, like five years from now, like who's in your main matches. He's, I think he's only like 25. Um, I don't like the selfie gimmick on him, but I think he's a pretty good performer. So I'll take him. I mean, the, the dude hasn't really gotten over much, you know, with Vince McMahon with him. So what's it going to do for him if he loses to your SmackDown announcer? Yeah, I, yeah, you got to put Austin Theory over, I think. Justin? I feel the same way about Austin Theory as Vince McMahon felt about Christian. I want a pixelated thing over his face. So I don't have to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> and they got the technology to do that. Oh my god, I almost spit my fucking beer all over the computer. This is why you need to be watching the video feed, all you listeners of this show. That was great. So I'm going Pat Pat McAfee. (laughs) Scrolling an hour and 35 minutes in. (laughs) Go to youtube.com slash top rope nation and scroll an hour and 36 minutes into the show for that one. Uh, All right. Uh, we got the triple threat tag match for the Raw, the prestigious Raw tag team titles. RK Bro taking on the Street Profits. 
and Alpha Academy. That being Chad Gable and Otis. Uh, I'm going to go with RK Bro retaining. Don't have any really deep thoughts on this. I think, you know, we don't get to that split yet with Orton and Riddle, and they retain. That's that's all I got. Huffman? Yeah, I have them retaining. Um, I dropped a stat earlier. Drop another one. But I, I guess Orton, this is the first, he's first wrestler to ever enter as WWE champion, tag team champion, world heavyweight champion, intercontinental champion, and U.S. champion. So he has entered a mania. I think he's he's approaching like the most WrestleMania appearances maybe too. I'd have to look at that. But, um, yeah, I think those two break up eventually and you get a main event match out of that. But uh, not not quite yet. Has he ever missed a mania due to injury? 32. That's right. That's right. Yep. I got to change that in my notes. I don't. I knew there was somebody else. I didn't have that in there. That's a good point. Yeah. All right, Justin. Um, Kyle. No, no, way. Justin, go ahead. I was. I'm just hoping for a a Montez Ford heel turn or something here for the uh, the Street Profits to break up. If it's not going to be RK Bro, at least make it the Street Profits. Do something interesting. Mm-hmm. I. I guess I'll pick Alpha Academy. Oh, my. Um, All right. I I did not mention this for the SmackDown tag team title match. Teased it a bit. But a negative byproduct of having tag champs for each brand is that when you actually have an overact like RK-Bro, and props to WWE for not breaking them up. We've talked about that on this program for weeks, that this act has staying power and should not be broken up just yet. But Mm -hmm. the issue is... Because you have such little depth with a brand split and two tag divisions, you you can't have your champs ever become too dominant or you risk running out of options for them. Now, the flip side is cheapening them by having them lose to lesser teams just to keep things interesting, which they almost are never interesting. They did just have them lose to Alpha Academy and win it back. So I, I think RK Bro retains here. Uh, to Justin's point, which he said, I think the Street Profits, perhaps as a team, may be going heel. There was a promo on Raw a couple weeks ago where they seemed to tease that. They, they, they were throwing out those buzzwords like aggressive and, and, and things of that nature. All right. Well... That's it. <laughs> that's the that's the tag match. All right. Well, I, I thought that was the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, we're done. See you later. Enjoy. Uh, Edge and AJ Styles. Kyle, do you have any comments on Edge's promos in recent weeks? <laughs> I, I, look, man, I, I have all the respect in the world to the guy. I subscribe to his newsletter. I learn a lot for him, from him. I use the Wrestling Observer newsletter as a resource when I do research for historical pods. I don't think there is a Dave Meltzer take I have ever disagreed with more than the one he laid out, what was it, about a month ago, where he said, fewer better than Edge at delivering promos. These promos stink. I don't know who thinks they're a good idea. I I think they're ill-timed. He was just put over as his big baby face with his wife in that Miz feud. And then out of nowhere, he turns heel against AJ, who turned baby face in the softest manner possible when he was turned on <laughs> by Omas. So 
This feud stinks. I think it's the pretend good match of the night. I think people that like WWE will lie to themselves and say this match is really good. I hope they prove me wrong. But it is hard for me to get invested in a match between two guys who are above a certain level, won't ever go below that level, and will also never be moving up to world title status, nor should they. Other than that, I think this is a fine program. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't Uh, care who wins. At all. The last time AJ Styles was in a dream match at WrestleMania, it was the beginning of the end for that show at WrestleMania 34. I have low expectations for this. And along with Kyle, I don't really give a shit about who wins. Because it doesn't matter. Yeah. This is the... This is the perfect match for what I always say about the pay-per-views. Good shows and vacuums. I think it is going to be a very good match if you view it as just a match. I think the issues surrounding it and how does it have importance, I don't think really matter at all. I think I will pick AJ to go over, but I and I think it'll be solid. You can, you know, I think you can count on a pretty good star rating for this one. But in the end, is this one that we'll look back on a couple of years from now? Probably not. But I think they'll have a, a solid match, but it won't really mean anything in the in the grand scheme of things. Ryan Huff. If if they start fighting over a backslide ten minutes in, you know we're doomed. <laughs> <laughs> I I like the matchup. I just haven't liked the how they've gotten to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a very just like Edge coming out. Oh, I want to face somebody at Mania, and AJ's like, Oh, I'll do it. Like. It's not very creative. Um, I'm a little biased. AJ Styles for me is my my favorite current guy. Um, I think these two will deliver. Uh, just I, I haven't seen AJ have too many bad performances, so I'll take I'll take them. I could see this who the winner of this match possibly being maybe that next title contender. Um, not to win it, but just as. They're, they're going to need somebody out of here, and I, I feel like WWE maybe looks at this match as like the next biggest one on the card behind uh, behind Brock and Roman. But My, my question it. is, when AJ ran out to accept Edge's challenge, was Seth Rollins on the shitter? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I he mean, still almost got inserted <laughs> in the match. Yeah. Not, not only was he on the shitter, he was burning it down, Kyle. Hey, <laughs> he was on there for a good 10 to 15 minutes. Speaking of the shitter, how about Omas's? Work yeah, <laughs> um, Omas, you mentioned the split with AJ, you know, getting the he's the monster now. Uh, Bobby Lashley coming back from that injury, you know, we talked about that on the review of Elimination Chamber and the, the injury that he went through. He's he's got back in time for WrestleMania. Did Bobby Lashley get back in time just to lose to Omas? That seems very bad. Yeah, this is the oddest bit of matchmaking on this card. You've got Lashley, who was not beaten for the WWE title, and obviously needs a win to set him up, I would think, for the Roman Lesnar winner. Yeah. Right? I mean, he to what Ryan was saying about Edge Age. To me, Lashley, this guy did not lose the world title in the ring. He's got a very valid claim to being a contender to the winner of the main event 
And he's one of the few guys in this company that the people buy as having a legitimate shot of winning. And I see in his chat, this is another, is MVP still with Lashley? He didn't come out on Monday, and he is not listed on Wikipedia in parentheses. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what the deal is there. Um, Okay, so I've made the case why Lashley should win. But on the flip side, are you just going to smash Omas after building him up for a year? Right. Uh, my only thought is, are, are they maybe sending Omas back down to developmental because he's just not good? I mean, that was kind of my thought. Like, I know everybody was excited about him last year at WrestleMania, but he didn't look near ready for any kind of major, like, even like a diesel type push then. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Remember what we talked about? I think it was on that WrestleMania post show that. Here's a guy, he's, what, seven foot whatever, played college basketball at a big school. He was South Florida, right? Because your boy Taco Fall, Justin, he was Central Florida. Mm -hmm. I think I've got my Florida schools correct there. But Omas, he didn't even get a sniff from the NBA at that height. What does Mm -hmm. that say about his athleticism? Yeah. Hello. South Florida. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it is odd matchmaking, and I think it makes it hard to pick a winner, honestly, because I agree with you. Why you spend all this time building them up just to lose here? But at the same time, do you undermine Bobby Lashley, who should be in that main event picture? So unless MVP factors into the finish somehow, you know, I suppose that could happen. But uh, Ryan Huffman, what do you think of this one? I think this match is a product of they just didn't know what to do with either one of these guys. I don't think maybe they thought... Lashley would even get back in time, uh, possibly. Uh, I don't know why. I, I think a better thing with him would have been wait till Monday Night Raw and bring him back than throw him into this, personally. But And then Omas, I just I don't know how you let a guy like Braun Strowman go in, in favor of, of this guy. I think he's uh, it's pretty bad. Um, but <laughs> I don't More know. Narrative. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that might be why. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't care who wins this match. <laughs> All right. I, I love the do not care answer has been like this <laughs> big theme. Yeah. WrestleMania, baby. WrestleMania. <laughs> Bigger, better, do not give a shit. And this. <laughs> Stupendously Shit. stupid. It's WrestleMania 38. Oh. The showcase of the. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we've reached we've reached the winner take all third times the charm WWE champion versus Universal Champion match Roman Reigns and Kyle's boy Brock Lesnar. So we know the history. <laughs> we know uh, Kyle. You heard the boos in the Superdome. <laughs> For this match, the last time out. God, all I think about is Chad Repack just keeling over <laughs> laughing when Reigns got that reaction. Because he said to me, he's like, I hope they still boo Roman out of the building. And they did. And I said, oh, dear God, we're going to keep going with this, aren't we? And there were beach balls, and it was a mess. And we had been in that venue a long, long time. Does this match defeat WrestleMania 34? Is it a better contest? I sure as hell hope so. Uh, now we're what four years out from that. At that time, they were three years out from the first WrestleMania encounters, and not much difference there. 
still relatively recently. Um, God, you you got to think that Roman Reigns finally gets that win over Brock Lesnar, don't you? I know we thought that you know Brock wasn't coming back to job to Roman, and you know, but he did get some wins in the interim since he's returned. So I think I'll pick Roman Reigns here. I'm not particularly looking forward to the match. Uh, we know that they're going to have winner take all with the title belts, but they're not going to have a unified champion long term. I still want a world champion on each brand. That's a Fox USA Network thing. Uh, it is a little, this is tough to call though. So, I mean, I, yeah, it's got to be better than 34. 31, they had a pretty good match. Kyle, you're, you've been a big fan of the 31 match. You talked That's about great. That in the past. Yeah. Four and so a half star I, match. It should be closer to that one. You know, the dynamic here is he got the heel Roman, of course. So, I mean, that's been much, much better, obviously, for his character. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like they they screwed over Roman before. You, you feel like they got to go with him. But at the same time, he's beaten everybody for how long now? Uh, I'm going to kick it to Kyle first because I'm sure you got some deep thoughts on this match. Okay. We've been pretty critical of this show, and I believe rightfully so. Okay, I don't apologize to anybody for our criticalness on <laughs> WrestleMania 38 on the Top Rope Nation preview. Said more than anything at WrestleMania 38, more than Austin's return, more than Cody's debut, the result of this match is what fascinates me the most. It, it's not even like, I'm not even anticipating looking forward to match quality. I really am interested in who goes over because I think it's going to be heavily politicked behind the scenes. You've got two guys that have been booked so strongly that they are the only ones you truly believe can beat the other. Right? I mean, Lashley is the only other guy on the roster who you think has a chance of beating these guys mm -hmm. in a one-on-one -on -one scenario. I get what you're saying, Ryan, about how you know Reigns is 0-2 Technically, I guess, versus Lesnar at Mania. It was Rollins with the cash in at 31, but he lost to him at he 34. He didn't get the win. Yeah. He didn't yep. get the win either time. Uh, did finally beat him at SummerSlam 2018, and that meant nothing, really, long term. That, and that was with the Braun distraction, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. But they were so confident in their new baby face that we had to have someone standing outside with a briefcase to distract you from the fact that no one wanted the baby face to still win after three and a half years. I just look at this build for this match in a vacuum. Brock lost in Saudi Arabia. He was outmaneuvered with the Heyman turn at Royal Rumble. Is he going to lose after all that? And moving forward, what is their interest? Interesting for Roman to do as champion. Who has he not wrestled that you would want to see? With Brock, you could make the case that, okay, Lashley beat him in that Royal Rumble match, so that's a match you could do run back. Drew McIntyre's a guy who's beaten him, so you could run that back as a title match. I, I see a strong case for Brock Lesnar winning here. And, and I know no one is picking it. Everyone just assumes, but like, I don't know. He, he won in the most dominant way possible at the end of last year 
WrestleMania. I just, I don't know. Like, what does Brock do if he loses here? Do you, let me ask you this. Do you think there's a good, good chance that they haven't decided on the finish right now? Cause we know for 34, they were going back and forth. At 31, they changed right yeah. before. Yeah. Remember Sika? Was that what he mm-hmm. was? He wasn't clued in. He wanted to fight someone. Right. Right. I think there's a really good chance they haven't decided as we record this well, right now. And, and, you know, I talked about Brock earlier in the show. Okay. Maybe they think they've decided, but uh, what's to stop <laughs> either of these guys from going in day of either of them mm-hmm. and saying, that doesn't work for me, brother? Yeah. I mean, I, that would not it shock is, It's me fascinating in that regard. Yeah, I, I agree with you with your, what you wrote in the show notes. It is. It's pretty fascinating. I, I don't know which way they're going to go. So there's intrigue. Agree with everything you guys have said. They've really put themselves in an awkward position because of the past results. And now with the baby face and heel dynamics and the story coming in the, this one, just looking at it story-wise... It would be weird if Brock didn't win. Considering their past and the fact that Brock is part-time and Roman is full-time, I think it would be even more weird if Reigns didn't win. If he did not get his win back from 34. I agree with Kyle. There's more interesting matchups coming out of this if you go with Brock but they've got to be able to come up with something because this has to be Roman Reigns it has to be Roman Reigns coming out of this I don't know how you justify Reigns and his spot on the card and them telling us for years now that he is the man now and then you look at his Wrestlemania history with this other guy who is the man one of the top stars of the 21st century in the company. And he's wrestled him three times at WrestleMania and he never gets a win over him. I think that just kind of undermines the narrative of Roman Reigns being the next guy in the lineage of top WWE stars, even though to the creative aspects of it. Yeah. Brock winning would make sense. Kyle. No, I was going to say this. And it's not just the history. It's the history at WrestleMania specifically. Yeah, exactly. Like if, you know, three Roman times. is unsuccessful three times against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. That looks bad. The proverbial fly in the ointment here, and I'd be interested if Ryan Huffman has any ideas. We know the titles aren't staying unified for long. Is there, is, God, I mean, can you imagine if these two wind up as the, like, two world champions again in, like, two months after all this? Good chance it happens, I think. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. And what's the scenario? I mean, is the loser of this get some win back somehow to do that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It is it is really fascinating to me. Like, I, I'm when, when we review this, I'm gonna have a. I don't know. I feel a lot to say. I mean, that's that's the worst case scenario is for one of these to end up with the title again in the next six months right i mean talk about the loser you mean yeah sorry the loser talk about shit not meaning anything you know Mm -hmm. in wrestlemania not having any kind of consequences that that's just the worst case scenario yeah what do you think who else who else could you make a world champion on this roster oh lashley 
Yeah, yeah. Lashley. I mean, Biggie's out Cody now. Rhodes. They can't bail him back up. Cody obviously is the wild card. Johnny Knoxville, right? Pat McAfee, yeah. Logan Paul. <laughs> Pat, yeah. Pat McAfee should lobby that idea. I should yeah, see think of that one. <laughs> see how that goes. And he should he should lobby to beat Brock Lesnar. Do it. Yeah, I think of any of the picks that are hard to make. I think this is this one's probably the toughest. Um, I know, like I've I've gone back and forth. I, somebody asked me who I thought was going to win, and I've been kind of going Brock just because of how the story's gone. But you know, the more I think about it and the where I think they're going with thirty nine. I mean, I think they're they're looking at going to uh, the Rock and Roman, which I don't know if necessarily that needs a title. But I do think it does need Roman to go over on Brock here in a big match at a mania because he's, you know, 31 didn't really end with either of them going over. But uh, I think Roman needs it more than Brock does uh, personally. But I, I don't know if, if Roman wins, is he going to continue to be champion all the way to next year? I mean, we're going to get 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 that. Jesus. That feels dire. Oh, yeah. man. I know he's uh, Roman's like. I, I want to say he's like the first person since Hulk Hogan to headline a mania with the same title reign as the year before. So, you know, I, I, I was a critical of, or I was critical of WWE cause I thought for a long time they were taking the belts off of people too quick. So mm-hmm. that is one thing, you know, the punk reign and now even this reign, I do kind of enjoy having that long-term champion, but I don't know. You, you look a year ahead if he's the champion, going into that to face the rock i'm like well what, do you just have him beat the rock then and then where do you go well, um, and, and that's the other thing he has to beat the rock yeah like that would be real dumb to have the rock be throwing rays <laughs> real dumb and the other question is i asked it and and i don't know the answer to this if brock lesnar loses here what do you do with him he's under contract till february no correct yeah use him to build up some other people Obviously, okay. that's far too logical for them, but and, and he's gonna do that. <laughs> I mean, you give him some cheap wins in the meantime, and I I don't know. Unless if yeah. he beats those guys like Lashley and, and McIntyre in non-title scenarios, but I, I don't know, man. I, I mean, you, you're right. I, I my big fear is that these two just wind up as champions of their respective brands in three months. Mm-hmm. And this was all for naught. Yeah. And nothing feels any differently. Does Paul Heyman have to take the F5? <laughs> hmm. Have to? No. Well, I mean, he doesn't have to le- legally. I mean, you know, he demanded very good <laughs> lawyer. <laughs> Should Paul Heyman take an F5? I think that's the way you have Brock lose in safe face. Like he does it and then gets speared right after? Or vice versa. Somehow Paul Heyman costs him the match and then he gets to F5 Heyman afterwards. Okay. Yeah. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see what happens. Sunday night, the last match of a two-night marathon with Roman and Brock. Uh, we'll be here to count it all down the next morning. Like I said at the top of the broadcast, uh, Sunday morning we'll be talking about night one and Monday morning. Night two will be live on the YouTube channel. Subscribe if you're not already subscribed. So you can join us live or you can check it out on demand immediately after on the podcast feed. Anyone have any closing comments that we didn't get in? 
Can't wait for AEW Double or Nothing. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got to book that hotel, Justin. We do have to Ooh, book God, a yeah. hotel. Yes, we will be there. Uh, Ryan Huffman, great to have you on the show again. I'll always appreciate your support on Patreon. Thanks for stepping up to the microphone and joining us for the uh, third time, sir. It was a blast. Yeah, it was great. Great being on. Looking forward to uh, coming down, watching it on uh, on Saturday there in the uh, the old college stomping grounds. That's right. It is not nail polish, Tim Jensen. I injured my finger. Tim, We've he has talked about this, this on the podcast <laughs> in our Don't chat in the live room. Kyle, uh, Tim was wondering why Kyle is wearing nail polish. Yes, his, his nail Dried is blood. black and blue. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Uh, the annual marathon that is our WrestleMania preview show has finished. I thank every one of you for listening to the podcast or or uh, watching us live here tonight. Put YouTube. that tweet on the screen, pal! <laughs> we were on Facebook. We were on Twitch. We were on Twitter. We were everywhere. Kyle getting some love for his t-shirt from Adam in the chat. Thank you, guys. Uh, we had a we had an active chat room, so for those of you that were here live, appreciate that, and everyone like, on demand as well. This was the group I was I watched at that venue when I told that story on Watch Along last week. Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Oh, okay. When I explained Thanks. to the when I explained to the security guard the rules of rock and roll. <laughs> hey, by the way, guys, I didn't talk about this at the top, but get in the Facebook discussion group because I'm thinking about doing a contest for WrestleMania. Uh, details to come. Uh, link in the podcast description, or you can search on Facebook, Top Rope Nation Pro Wrestling Discussion. Get in the group so you can get involved in the contest. And also, we are giving away a $25 gift card on our Twitter page to either Pro Wrestling Tees or WWE Shop. All you got to do is retweet the tweet I put out there on Twitter and tag a friend in the replies. And follow us and subscribe on YouTube. And yeah, Ryan Huffman, he's he's wearing the Top Rope Nation colors right now with a shirt purchased from Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, I should also say our Spreadshirt store has a sale starting tomorrow, goes till next Monday. I don't pump our merchandise too much on the show, but we have some great shirts on the Spreadshirt store. It's linked at topropenation.com. All you got to do is go to the merch section. Starting Wednesday until next Monday, 20% off. And they're super high-quality shirts. Uh, that makes the T-shirts, I mean, it'll take them down to, I don't know, 15 16 bucks, And they're soft-style. They're great shirts. Uh, Long-sleeve shirts, pretty cheap sweatshirts and hoodies. Pretty cheap as well. So if, if you want some Top Rope Nation gear, we appreciate that support. As always, check out topropenation.com. Go to the merch tab, and then you'll see the coupon code will be at the top of the merchandise page over on the Spreadshirt website. All right, so that does it. WrestleMania 38 in a couple of days. Check us out the next morning, and we'll be bringing you all the thoughts and everything. So for Kyle Ross, for Justin Joint, for Ryan Huffman, I'm Ryan Drosty. Kyle? Rick Booms! <laughs> I missed the camera. Take care, everybody. See you next time.